Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to another live episode of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by me, Harry Simu, and of course, part of the 90 Min Football family. On today's show, we're going to discuss Saka versus Foden. Who's the better player? Now, this comes off the back of some interesting comments made on television last night and the fallout from those has uh, pushed me, I think, into wanting to discuss this on today's uh, episode. So we're going to get into all of that. Plus, we're going to be discussing the most ridiculous transfer rumour you will read all year long. Is that bad that we have to highlight it? We have to shut it down. We have to do our bit here because what a load of nonsense I've woken up to reading this morning. But we'll get into all of that on this edition of the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. Stay with us. How's it going, everybody? Hope you're all good. Hope you're all well. Welcome along to another show. Good to see you guys. Um, good to see so many of you in the live chat, as always. Good to uh, see that you guys are tuning into the podcast as well um, via the audio platforms and all the other various places, which I'm really, really grateful for. Um, I mean, it would be a bit disheartening if I was basically spending an hour a day talking to nobody. Uh, so it's great to know uh, that you guys are listening, that you guys are taking it in, that you guys are enjoying the show. Thank you uh, for all your support. As always, a big thanks to everybody that's uh, come over to TikTok and given me a follow as well. I set myself a little goal. I wanted to get to 5,000 followers um, by the end of February. And we're midway through February and I'm on, on around about 4,200. I'm trying to build that up by posting clips, uh, of course, from this podcast. Um, I know that it's content that a lot of you would have seen already or heard already. But if you could go over to TikTok, give me a follow at Harry Simu. That would be really, really helpful. The Foden versus Saka debate. Well, where has it come from? Because I've asked this question to a couple of people that I've spoken to today. And both of them have said to me, well, why do we need to have this debate? There's space for both of them in the England team. I'm not having this debate or discussion in the context of England. Okay. I, I'm not really interested in who plays for England. I don't care if both of them play for England. I don't care if neither of them play for England. I'm, I, I just want to do this in the context of their club football careers. And I guess there's a number of factors that we need to kind of take into consideration here. So we'll talk about success so far. Uh, we'll talk about technical level. We'll talk about athleticism. We'll talk about their importance to their own sides. We'll talk about their outputs. We'll discuss clutch moments as well. I think all of that is relevant when you're trying to determine which one of these two is the better player. I'm going to try and take my Arsenal hat off, not literally because I'm having a terrible hair day today, but I'm going to take my Arsenal hat off as best as I possibly can in order to try and provide the most reasoned and balanced debate 
that I can, because I think it's really, really important that you do that when it comes to these things. And what I want to start off by saying is that whoever I end up in my own head deciding is the better player out of Saka or Foden, I'm not in any way, shape or form discrediting the other, because I think these are two wonderfully talented young men. I think they're both superb. I think they've got different skill sets, but I think they both have the ability to decide football matches single-handedly. That's what makes these two special. Would I say that they're England's two best players? I think Harry Kane still has to be um, the, the first one that you go to when trying to kind of pick out who England's best player is, even though he's obviously left the Premier League now. I think that Jude Bellingham is right up there in terms of current form. And I think it's then these two that come in alongside those other two and probably are a big part of the reason why England fans nowadays are desperate for success and don't really feel like there are any excuses for Gareth Southgate anymore because there is this array of talent, two of which are the two players that we're going to discuss today, Saka and Foden. I want to get some of you guys' thoughts from the live comments before um, I dive into mine. Uh, Junior Gunner says, uh, Foden gets more praise because he's more aesthetically pleasing to watch. But in my opinion, Neither of them are world-class. That should be reserved for the likes of Vinicius Jr., Kylian Mbappe, Kevin De Bruyne, Mohamed Salah, etc. But I do love Bukayo Saka. Hacker says, Foden is fairly direct in his play. Grealish might be the better comparison, to be honest. Saka is somewhere in the mix between the two, maybe. I don't even think that Jack Grealish is on the same level as these two. So I, I I can't agree with that. I'm sorry. Um, Momin says, both great in my opinion. Their best positions aren't even the same. So I don't understand. Foden is more of an Odegaard type player than he is Saka. I think Foden is better, but it's pointless. Uh, what else have we got in the chat with regards uh, to this? Um, the Geordie Gunas says, Harry's take on Project Mbappe loading. Without giving it away, I'm not actually going to go deep into the Mbappe rumour. Um, that was not the story that I say is the most ridiculous story you'll read all year. There's another one that's better than that. And the, the Mbappe one took some topping, I have to say. Um, Hacker says, uh, I'd be interested to see Saka and Foden switch positions as a tactic. Uh, Revel says, I'd go for Saka, who has been surrounded by average players, unlike Foden, who has been around the world class. See, that's another angle that you can attack this debate from, right? And that's why I think it's such an interesting debate and such an interesting conversation. Let me begin then by kind of giving you a bit of a download of my thoughts. So I think this is something that you have to break down into a number of categories. I think this is something that you have to do step by step. I don't think you can just look at both players and go, well, he's better than the other. If the question is, which one would I rather have in my team? And I think that's where this becomes really interesting. If the question is, who is the better footballer? Like, say, for example, you were playing a game of football manager or FIFA and each attribute is broken down into an individual score out of 100. The way it's done on those games where they have extensive databases of football plays. Then I think for most metrics, you would rank Phil Foden higher. Again, it's not to take anything away from Bukayo Saka, but in terms of vision, I think Foden's got better vision. I think Foden's a better dribbler. 
um, in terms of the way the ball kind of sticks to his left foot. Doesn't have the pace that Bukayo Saka has, which makes Bukayo Saka a big problem for defenders all of the time. I think as a finisher, I think Saka maybe just leads the way on that. Intelligence on the ball. I think Foden probably is in front. Do you see what I'm trying to do? Like, this is one of these things that there are so many facets to. It's really difficult to give a definitive answer without kind of going through this long-winded process. And even then, there will be people out there that disagree because it is such a good debate. In terms of success in their careers so far, where there's no competition, Phil Foden has had a much more decorated career than Bukayo Saka so far. Um, and that will be, in a lot of people's eyes, down to the side that he plays for. But Phil Foden, in my view, shouldn't be penalised for the fact that he plays for a better team or, or maybe not. Maybe some would say not right now, but he has played for a better team over recent seasons. The, the positions of the two are quite different. And I've always found it quite hard with Saka because when he first broke into the side, he was playing as a left back. Then he moved into a left midfield role. At times he played in a more uh, sort of inverted role. There were times where he played as a 10 right at the beginning of his Arsenal career when he was kind of in and out. And he seems to have then found a home on that right-hand side, which I think is his best position. Now, why is it his best position? Because it, all of the things that we've kind of mentioned already, he's his ability to take people on, his ability to get up and down the pitch, his ability to cut in and smash balls towards goal with that left foot of his, I think is brilliant. And where I talk about the finishing part, I think that he has shown at times he's a more devastating finisher than Phil Foden in those particular situations. Whereas Phil Foden, I can't quite put my finger on what his best position is. And I think that's a problem with a debate like this because you always have that feeling inside of you that you may be judging him based on a role that isn't his best role. What you don't want players to become is a, a jack of all trades and a master of none. And that's one of the things that I've been worried about with Arsenal's approach when it comes to sort of prioritising versatility above pretty much everything and anything else. You know, does that mean that you stop players developing in a specific role and end up with loads of jacks of all trades and masters of none like that that's my worry and i feel like because phil foden has played in such a variety of positions for manchester city that has kind of happened to him a little bit i like foden through the middle i think that's where he's at his best i think that's where he can do the most damage i think when you when you start Foden from a wide area, that's okay, but he has to have that license to drift in field. And then when he leaves you slightly vulnerable in that area of the park defensively, I think as a manager, you need to come up with a different solution to protect, to protect against that because Foden will do his best work inside. Some of his link-up play, some of his combination play is just out of this world. But you could then make the argument that if Bukayo Saka at times during his Arsenal career so far, had better players around him, you'd be seeing a lot more of that from him too. So this is a really, really interesting debate. I started it off with the whole success piece. Foden leads the way on that, no doubt about it. Technical level, finishing aside, I think that Foden is probably better than Bukayo Saka, so I'll give him that one as well. Let me mark this down. So Foden gets the success piece. Technical level, I'll probably give it to Foden athleticism, pace, ability to stay fit. We talk about it all of the time. If you're not available, 
and you're not robust enough to live with the physical demands that the Premier League brings, then how useful are you, regardless of your talent level? So I'm going to give that one to Bukayo Saka because he plays pretty much every game. He's up and down the pitch all the time, really robust because some of the challenges that he's on the receiving end of are just disgusting, to be honest with you. Um, importance to the team. This is another one that I'd give to Bukayo Saka. Arsenal without Bukayo Saka are a significantly worse side, in my opinion. Whereas Manchester City without Phil Foden is probably not that different in terms of the level because of the players that, you know, they have at their disposal because of the quality that they have within their ranks, because of the squad that they've built over a number of years under Pep Guardiola. And when we talk about what Foden brings to the table, silk, flair, all of those things, you know, he's got that in other players too. He's got that in Kevin De Bruyne. He's got that in Bernardo Silva. So for that reason, I don't think that Phil Foden is somebody that is indispensable to his team. If if Pep Guardiola decided tomorrow that he was going to sell Phil Foden, now I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but if he decided that waking up one day, um, you know, I know, I'll, uh, I'll move Phil Foden on. I don't think anybody would sit there and look at it and go, well, that means that Man City's level is going to drop off quite significantly. Whereas if Arsenal were to let Bukayo Saka go, it's a big part of Arsenal's threat gone, disappeared. So in terms of importance to the team, you've got to give that to Bukayo Saka. Now, numbers-wise, in terms of outputs, and I know people will argue that, you know, Bukayo Saka is a nailed-on starter for Arsenal in every single game, and maybe that's not always the case with Phil Foden. But if you just look at them this season, I'm not going to bother going back through the history books, but if you look at it this season, you've got Bukayo Saka, 23 Premier League appearances. In fact, let me open this up to more than the Premier League because they're both in the Champions League this season. So it's it's okay uh, to do that. Bear with me a second. Here we go. All competitions. So Bukayo Saka has 31 appearances across all competitions, 13 goals and 13 assists. So 26 direct goal contributions in those 31 games. The numbers are there for Bukayo Saka. Now, granted, they've kind of picked up a bit over the last couple of months, they did they did look a little bit disappointing at the start of the season in comparison to the really high bar that he set last time out. But if I then do the same thing with Phil Foden, so 31 appearances for Saka, 26 direct goal contributions. Foden's had 36 appearances, 15 goals and 10 assists. So 25 direct goal contributions, but he's played five more games. Of course, City were involved in the Club World Cup. They were involved in the Super Cup. Um, and that's where the disparity in the games is. Obviously, uh, the EFL Cup as well is something, um, you know, that uh, they went a bit further in as well. So when you factor all of those things in, you know, outputs, they're pretty much on an even kill. So I'm going to split that one uh, between the two. Uh, so I'll give that to Foden and Saka. Right, clutch moments. This is an interesting one because what do you define as a clutch moment? I th like, for example, if Phil Foden does something in the latter stages of the Champions League, which we know he has and can, then that goes down as a clutch moment for me. And that is something that you'd use to kind of prop him up in this argument versus Saka. But at the same time, how much weight and value can you put on something like that when Bukayo Saka hasn't had that opportunity yet? Now, he should have that opportunity this season and we're hoping that he does. But as a result, 
you know, you, you look at this and it's, it's pretty hard to kind of come to any definitive conclusion. What I will say is that Foden probably just edges it. And I know that people say, well, Saka hasn't had the opportunity to deliver in the last stages of the Champions League, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not fair. And I get that. But it's really, really difficult for me to look at Bukayo Saka as great as he is and as much as I adore the player and say, yep, your level's above Phil Foden in terms of who's the better player, which is the question that we're asking today. If the question is, which would you rather have in your team, then we're having a different debate. And at that point, I definitely lean towards Bukayo Saka because I think what Bukayo Saka has shown that Phil Foden hasn't shown, maybe through no fault of his own, but just because of the circumstances, I don't know if he can elevate the level of a side by carrying them on his back in the way that Saka has done at times for Arsenal over the past few seasons. And so in that in, in that department, in, in terms of which one would I rather have in my team, if I'm a Premier League manager going in somewhere new and an agent approaches me and says, I've got two clients, both on my books, both similar costs, similar value, similar wages, all the rest of it. Which one do you want? Which one do you want me to, to kind of steer towards your club and in your direction? Then I'm picking Bukayo Saka every single day of the week because I think Bukayo Saka has shown us that he can carry a team on his back at times, produce the moments that determine and decide games. Again, granted, it's not been, you know, Champions League semi-finals and things like that, but I think that's something that we've seen Saka do that maybe we haven't really seen Foden do. Yeah, he's had great games and, and he's been a match winner on many, many occasions, but he's doing that in a side that is just elite. And Saka's progress and success in this Arsenal side hasn't always been under the same circumstances. In the last year and a half, Arsenal have improved dramatically. And as a result of that, you're now seeing Saka go up to new levels. But generally speaking, a lot of Saka's success and a lot of Saka's impact has come when Arsenal haven't been anywhere near the same level as Manchester City. So I'm going to kind of, I'm not going to sit on the fence. I think in terms of who the better player is right now, if you were looking at it completely objectively, I think you have to say that Phil Foden edges it. If you're talking about which one I'd rather have in my team, though, I'm talking Bukayo Saka. And this is not which one I'd rather have in my England team, because I think there's a place in that England team for both of them. But the reason these these comments have kind of, or, or this debate, I guess, has, has kind of sparked into life over the last sort of 24 hours, and it's basically trending everywhere you look, is because Rio Ferdinand said that Phil Foden is world-class and that Bukayo Saka isn't there yet. A lot of Arsenal fans took umbrage with these comments and a lot of Arsenal fans disagree. I personally disagree as well because I think they're both in that world-class category at the moment in terms of what they're producing on a weekly basis. But I also don't think it's outrageous to say that Phil Foden um, is a level above Bukayo Saka because of what he's achieved in his career so far. Now, Phil Foden, I think people don't, always realize he's just 23 years old. 23 years old. Five-time Premier League winner already. Champions League winner. FIFA Club World Cup winner. Two-time FA Cup winner. Four-time League Cup winner. Now, I'm not always, I'm not saying that it's only about trophies. Like, Harry Kane is better than a lot of strikers in the world that have won way more trophies than him. And the trophies should be 
a factor when having this kind of debate, but should they be the be all and an end all? Probably not. So that's my conclusion. Saka is the one I would rather have in my team because I think he's shown more often than Phil Foden that he can pick up a team, carry it on his back and get them over the line in certain instances. And obviously as Arsenal progress and develop, he's going to have to be able to do that on bigger stages and at higher levels. But I think Phil Foden, you know, when you think about how decorated his career has been, how great he's been on an individual level, how much of a joy he is to watch, is probably at this moment in time, in my opinion, just slightly the better player. So that's where I'm at on this. Yeah, tough one. Tough one to say. Tough one to do. Tough debate to have here on the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. Let me know what you think in the comments. I'll come over to those in just a second uh, while I'm waiting for you guys to, to share your thoughts. Uh, don't forget, leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Turn the notification bell on as well. It really, really does help. We're going to take a really brief pause and then it's over to the comment section before we discuss the most ridiculous, and I mean ridiculous, transfer rumor that you will read all year. All of that still to come on this episode of the Chronicles of Aguna. Okay, let's dive over to the live chat and see what you guys have been saying. Um, doo -doo -doo. Uh, what have we got? What have we got? What have we got? Okay, Mark says, I think Foden is more versatile as he can play in more positions than Saka, but I think Saka is better playing down the right. That's interesting. I, I get where you're coming from in that Foden has Sean Bright playing right, playing left, playing through the middle, playing as even at times a, a false nine. So I get where you're coming from on that. I think the problem is, is that, you know, we almost forget that Saka did display incredible versatility during the, the very beginning of his Arsenal career. Now, when you discover a position that is yours, that you think is the one in which you do your best work, and then you nail that down, that is a manager recognizing your importance to the team and understanding that if he gets the maximum out of you week in, week out, the team stand a much better chance of winning football matches. And that's why Bukayo Saka has been persisted with. And I say it as if he hasn't deserved it. That, that's why he's been, you know, nailed on to play on that right-hand side every single week. I don't doubt for a second that Saka could play in different roles if he was asked to do that. And we've seen that before. But I think the versatility thing, I'm not sure in this case if it should be dressed up as a positive for Foden. And the reason is, is because part of the, the reason that he's playing in a multitude of positions for Manchester City is because obviously Pep doesn't think he's good enough in one particular position to say, right, I'm clearing everybody out and you're going to have that position, it's yours and nobody's going to challenge you for it. That, that, and, and to say that Pep doesn't do that or to say that Pep's football is more fluid and that because he's got more options, he's obviously going to rotate, I think is, is unfair because Erling Haaland plays up front every single time he's fit. John Stones plays every time he's fit, pretty much. Rodri plays every time he's fit. If you are that good in a position, Pep Guardiola will use you there over and over and over again. So whilst I think versatility is a positive in a lot of ways, I'll talk about it a lot when we're discussing Arsenal. 
I just feel like if we're going to suggest that Foden playing in different positions puts him above Bukayo Saka at this moment in time, my counterpoint to that would be, but that's probably partly because Pep doesn't think he's good enough to... I mean, he doesn't start every single game, Phil Foden. Um, he starts a lot of games, a lot more than he did in the past. But, you know, to say that... Yeah, to say that Pep Guardiola trusts him completely is is, is not wrong. I mean, he started 91% of the games in the Premier League this year, but just 70% of the Champions League ones. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Salah Hadeen says uh, Saka is world class. Kane has not won anything. Does that mean he's not world class? This is my response to Rio's rubbish Saka comments. Um, Nenko says, hi, Harry. I've respected your channel and views a lot, but I think it's not respectful to compare players like this directly one to one. Let us leave the players to be what they are. Yeah, but Nenko, I'm not. I'm not doing it in a in a disrespectful way. I I rate both of these players a lot. I really and I said that at the top of the program. I think these two footballers are fantastic, brilliant in their own right. It's it's something that's being discussed today by a lot of people, and I felt it was worth sharing my view on it and gauging you guys' view, of course, as always, from the live comments. I don't do this. Or, or, or I don't mean this to be a disrespectful exercise. I'm not sitting here saying one's much better than the other. Um, he's rubbish. He's overrated or anything like that. I think they're both wonderful, wonderful players. And I don't think there's much in this. I don't think there's much in this at all. I think that you've got two players that both can play on the right-hand side, but one player I would argue is, is more effective infield. One plays in a really strong team. One plays in a good team that are on their way to trying to emulate what the other team has been able to achieve over the years. But obviously we know how difficult that can be. One player has the full trust of his manager and is a player that the club have built around. And one of them is someone that over the years, no matter how much you want to dress it up, he's been in and out of the side. And then what does that say about sort of Pep Guardiola's faith in him. Do you see what I mean? This, this is a really complex debate, and that's why I've tried to be really respectful with it. I'm not throwing mud or shade at any of them because I think they're both great. Robert says, both are developing superbly well. Saka has led the Arsenal and won many more games single-handedly. Had Saka played for City, he too would have as many honours. At this moment, I'd make them even. That's a fair, fair assessment. That's a fair assessment. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Ian says, Harry, note that City's objective is always being perfect. So that means every match matters. I've seen Foden deciding matches in the latter stages of the Premier League, Champions League and Cup games. I'm not saying he hasn't done that. I think he has done that. Um, he does go on to say, but both are not world-class just yet. Three, four more seasons of consistency like this, then they're in that category. Richard says it's been an ongoing debate that lacks merit because they don't play in the same position. Foden hasn't won those trophies on his own. He's just now nailed down a starting place in that City team. Um, yeah, that that's that's a good point. He hasn't won the trophies alone. And that it depends what you place more value on, right? There are some there are some people that will look at this through the lens of, well, Phil Foden is part of a Manchester City group that have achieved it all in the game. 
And if he wasn't any good and if he wasn't top, top class, would Pep Guardiola have persisted with him? Would he have kept him at the club for all these years? Would he be giving him the amount of game time that he does? That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is, no, actually, I value the ability of a single player to elevate the level of a team dramatically in the way that Bukayo Saka has done for some time. He's got more help around him now, obviously. And that same debate is, is the debate that would be framed around somebody like Harry Kane. People used to say, well, Harry Kane hasn't won anything, so he's obviously not very good. And others would say, yeah, but look at where Tottenham would be without him. Like he's carrying Tottenham on his back. Some people would place more value on that individual ability to single-handedly raise the level of a side than they do how many trophies you have and how many honours you have to your name. And that's where it all gets quite difficult and quite complex and and the, the waters get muddy. But anyway, let me just, let me summarise my take then on this Saka versus Foden debate. Are they world-class? I think they're both world-class. I think they're both at that level where they're probably in the top five players in their positions in world football. And you might say to me, well, what is Phil Foden's best position? For me, it's a free role somewhere along that three that plays in behind the centre forward. I think when you look at success to date, Phil Foden leads the way by a country mile. That's undeniable. Um, I think that technically he's on a higher level to Bukayo Saka in a lot of ways. But in terms of that ability to grab a team, pop it on your back and carry them forward, Saka has shown us that time and time again. Should Foden be penalised for the fact that he plays for a better team? No, he shouldn't. So that's where I feel uncomfortable about overhyping what Bukayo Saka has been able to do on an individual level. The bottom line is that both of these players are wonderful, wonderful talents. And a lot of the reason that Gareth Southgate's under such immense pressure every time England go into a tournament is because he has talent of this level at his disposal. And that's not even including the likes of Jude Bellingham and Harry Kane, who are both a part of that squad as well. I think in terms of where the two players are at currently, history has to have some part in it. And Phil Foden has got an incredible list of medals. You know, he's got an incredible uh, sort of medal cabinet at home. You know, five Premier Leagues, the Champions League, FA Cups, Carabao Cups, League Cups, whatever you want to call them, FIFA Club World Cups. Phil Foden, in that sense, of course, leads the way. But when I think about some of the other factors, the ability to win a game by yourself, the ability to provide clutch moments, the ability to stay at a really high level and produce outputs over and over and over again with not just a slightly weaker side around you, but the pressure of being the guy every week. That's something that Bukayo Saka shows. And Phil Foden might show someday somewhere else, but he doesn't need to at this moment in time because he's got such an array of talent around him. I think Foden just edges it in terms of where the two players are at currently. But this could easily shift over the next few years. And if you're asking me who the better player is, then yeah, sure. If I'm taking my Arsenal hat off, not literally, I'm going to put Foden slightly ahead of Bukayo Saka. But if you're asking which one I'd have in my team, for me, it's Bukayo Saka, partly because I know what he is. I know where I would play him. And I know exactly the kind of effect that he can have. Plus, he's available so much, which is really, really important. 
when it comes to uh, dropping big amounts of money on players and hoping that they can make the difference for your side. Anyway, that's my summary on that one. Oh, yeah. Did I say happy Valentine's Day to you guys? I mean, I don't know why I would. It's a bit weird, but happy Valentine's to you all. And I um, hope you're doing something nice. If you have a Valentine, I am. Um, broke the news to the wife a little while ago that tonight's valentine's day meal will be a takeaway on the sofa with it placed out across the coffee table whilst we're watching psg versus rail sociedad of course <laughs> right short pause and then we're going to discuss the most ridiculous transfer rumor that you will read all year yep it is that bad uh we're back just after this Welcome back along to the pod. Okay, look, I'm, I'm not one to give too much uh, sort of airtime to transfer rumours when the transfer window isn't even open. It feels like a bit of a waste of time, a waste of oxygen at times. But I, I always do when I wake up in the morning and I'm sort of scrolling through uh, the internet, I always do pop onto the BBC website and have a look at the rumours column which I'm just trying to find now, by the way. And all of a sudden, I, it doesn't matter. I've got a screenshot of it on my phone because I thought it was so ridiculous that I knew I would want to discuss it at some point in the day. And so I, made, I took a screenshot of it. Look, as I say, not one to normally give these types of stories airtime, you know, when the window isn't even open. But this just made me laugh. It's a story from Fichajes. I think that's how you pronounce it, which is a Spanish outlet in Spanish. And this is what they say. Arsenal are losing patience with Germany midfielder Kai Havertz and are considering selling the 24-year-old this summer. <laughs> that has got to be the worst transfer story that you will read for a long, long time. I would go as far as saying there probably won't be a more ridiculous story in 2024 than that. Arsenal spent a lot of money on this guy. Arsenal clearly wanted this guy. And if anything, he's getting better and better and better. So why now <laughs> would Arsenal all of a sudden have lost their patience with Kai Havertz and be trying desperately to offload him in the summer? This is a joke of a story. And this is a classic example of the kind of crap that the modern day football fan has to put up with. Now, obviously, in some ways, it's great that we have social media and it's great that we have all different types of content and different types of media that we can kind of indulge in, which I think generally makes us more educated as football fans than we, we ever were before. But this is the classic case of my sole purpose and my sole objective is to drive engagement clicks and all the rest of it. Because what they've done here is they've picked a player in Kai Havertz that they know divides opinion, even still among a lot of Arsenal fans. Now, if they put this story out about Bukayo Saka, nobody would bat an eyelid. They'd just go, well, what a load of nonsense that is. And they push it to one side. And nobody should bat an eyelid when it comes to this story that's framed uh, using Kai Havertz. But people will. People will discuss it. People will go... You know, as I've seen some comments saying on social media this morning, good, good riddance to him. Let's get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. Get our money back, et cetera, et cetera. That kind of stuff will happen. And that's the type of engagement that these really piss poor, excuse my language, outlets are looking for and are going for. And unfortunately, too many people fall into the trap. I don't know who collates the BBC gossip column, but if it were me and I read that, 
on whatever website, I, I don't think I'd have the the cheek really to be able to put that in and pass it off as a serious bit of news. But look, it's got people talking about it. And in, in one way I'm being a bit of a hypocrite because I'm actually giving it airtime when I'm by that same token, telling you what a load of nonsense it is, but I just couldn't help but bite at this. Kai Havertz is getting better and better and better. His use, his um, value to Arsenal is, is more and more evident with every passing week. And people seriously think that Arsenal have lost patience with him and that Arsenal are desperately trying to offload him in the summer, having reached a breaking point. That is not true at all. Don't buy it. What a load of nonsense. Scraping the barrel. They really, really are. Really, really are. Um, let's take a few comments and questions uh, before we say goodbye this afternoon. Um, get involved uh, in the live chat. Uh, I'd love to hear uh, from you guys uh what have we got what have we got what have we got um there's loads of Saka and phone stuff as you'd imagine uh because of course um you know it's, it's, it's a good conversation I'll, I'll take a couple more comments on that actually before we go into anything else that you guys might want to discuss uh, Salah Hadeen says it's quite subjective on who is better going back to Saka and Foden he says I prefer Saka what you do individually matters as well as what one contributes to the team Hopefully we can reach the semis and bury this debate. Hopefully we can go all the way. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, Alistair, who's an England fan, says, I can't wait to see a fully fit Saka and Foden in the team for England. Shame about Southgate. <laughs> Southgate gets a rough ride, doesn't he? Um, Yomi um, says, uh, my wife's about to call her lawyer. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. To be fair, she's used to it by now. Like, we can go out for a meal at the weekend. You know, Valentine's Day is just such a gimmick, isn't it? It's like, it's just, I know we'll bump the price up in every single restaurant and we'll put on a set menu that nobody really wants to order off. But if they don't come and they don't order off that, then their wives are going to be unhappy with them that they didn't take them out on Valentine's Day. Wives or girlfriends um, or partners, whatever. Um, it's just, it's it's not a big deal to me. And I've kind of always been that way around Valentine's. I've no problem with taking her out for a nice meal or whatever. But Valentine's Day always falls on a Champions League night. <laughs> Uh, Dave says, Harry, one way to look at it is would Saka get straight into Man City's team? I say yes, but I don't think Foden would definitely get into the Arsenal first 11. This is interesting and, and it's an interesting way of looking at it. I like it, but the only thing I would push back on, Dave, is I don't think that Foden... I think Foden gets into the Arsenal 11 based on talent. No question about that. The issue with Foden if you were trying to put him in the Arsenal 11 somewhere, it would be, but where? Where does he fit in? And again, it comes back to that point of, we don't really know what his best position is, but at the same time, I don't really want to penalise him for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're saying, would I put Foden in over Odegaard? I probably wouldn't. Um, but then if you're saying, would I put Foden in on one of the wings? Maybe I would. Would I put him in the false nine role ahead of some of the other players that we have doing that from time to time, maybe I would. And and that's the thing. I agree with you. Saka does get in their team, particularly since Riyad Mahrez has left. You know, there, there is an opening on that right-hand side that I know they've been filling and, and with obviously very talented players because that's all they have at Manchester City. But um, the Foden thing is largely, in my opinion, due to the fact that we don't really know what position is his best position, more than him not having the talent to get into the side. 
Okay, uh, what else have we got? Um, Gunner says, question, would you consider selling injury-prone players that are good for us? For example, Jesus Tomiyasu. Um, yeah, you have to. You have to always be open-minded to that and, and, and to that possibility because, as I always say, if they're not available, then it doesn't really matter how good they are. They're just not available. If, if you're not available, then what good are you to me, no matter how talented you are? So, yeah. Uh, Scott Saunders is in the chat. Big shout out to Scott Saunders, uh, my good friend and colleague over at 90 Mini says, last Valentine's Day, Harry, we were spending it watching the UEFA Champions League and guys coming to being a DJ. Bloody hell, we were. Do you remember? Incredible, incredible scenes. Um, that was a good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we spoke to James Richardson as well, which for me was um, really exciting, given that um, he's a hero of mine. We also sat and watched the Spurs game. They were away at Milan, I think, that night, wasn't it? Um, I think that was the game. But yeah, you're right, man. I forgot all about that. Um, yeah, Valentine's Day, watching guys Commendietta on the decks. And the, the funniest thing about that was when I heard, as we were going there, that, that guys Commendietta was going to DJ, in my head, I thought, yeah, it's going to be house music or something like that. And we got there and it was just not that. <laughs> it was the complete opposite. It was like Aretha Franklin and, and stuff like that. I couldn't believe what I was listening to. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Uh, Damien Kelly says, uh, you must have run out of content ideas to be doing this. Slow day, mate. It is a slow day uh, in the world of Arsenal. I'm not even going to, um, I I'm not even going to deny that. Um, okay, what else have we got? in the chat box um bob anderson says harry could you do a poll to see who everyone thinks is better i'm surprised people think this is even a conversation to be honest foden to me is miles ahead of saka i think in a lot of departments he is we broke it down we did it on trophies slash success technical level athleticism uh, importance to their team outputs and clutch moments were the six things that we looked at and I make Phil Foden ahead in four of those. So I don't refute the idea that Phil Foden is better than Bukayo Saka. It's just that I think there's a lot of context that you need to apply to each one of these sections, which then could maybe skew your rating and see you doing it very, very differently, actually. So that's that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with it. I've, I've said it already, I think, that Foden edges it. But which one would I rather have in my team? I'd lean towards Saka for, for the reasons that I've already explained. I'm not going to go over the whole pod again. But anyway, look, um, I am going to leave it there. Really, really appreciate those of you that have joined us live. Don't forget to leave a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're brand new. Thank you as well uh, for getting us to 31,000 subs here on YouTube. Uh, for those of you listening on audio, please do leave us a review. It really, really does help. And um yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with more Arsenal-related content. Don't know what we're going to talk about yet. Depends what happens. Uh, but we are, of course, on Friday going to build up to that game against Burnley in the Premier League. A trip to Turf Moor. Who's making it? I'm definitely not. Uh, <laughs> not, not my favourite ground to visit, um, but a ground that Arsenal need to go and take all three points away from because we've got a run of games coming up now that I'm not going to say it's easy because there is no easy run in the Premier League and there's a couple of teams in there that last season were pretty good and maybe have fallen off a little bit. But we need to be 
picking up maximum points, I think, between now and when we play Manchester City at the end of March, if we've got a serious chance of winning this Premier League title. That's how tight it is at the top. That's how relentless I expect Manchester City to be in the final month. Liverpool, too, to their credit, have been really, really impressive uh, this season. But that's... uh, That's it for today's edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. Uh, Back tomorrow with more. Like, subscribe. You know the drill by now. I'll see you all soon. Until the next one, take care of yourselves and have a good day. Goodbye.